You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee. And as always, I thank you for spending just a little bit of your day with me. So let's get to it. I want to start this episode off by saying that um, I do not think that this episode is right for children and for young people. So this is a parental warning. Parents, if your children are listening, uh, I think that they should leave the room. I do not think that this The topic um, of this show is suitable for children. Um, I want to talk today um, about something that's actually been going on for a couple of years now. And I just never um, talked about it until now. And that is the E. Jean Carroll story. Now, I'm pretty sure most of you know E. Jean Carroll is an author who in 2019 accused Donald Trump of raping and assaulting her. So it's a story, as I said before, that um, I had actually started my notes on this And uh, for some reason, I didn't finish it, but now I have, and uh, I want to talk about it. So here is what Miss Carol said about the alleged dressing room rape, okay? I'm going to start from the beginning. The allegations against Trump were first laid out in an excerpt from her book, What do we need men for? A modest proposal that ran in New York Magazine in June 2019. Not sure I like that topic. What do we need men for? I mean, (laughs) okay. In the book excerpt, she said she was shopping at a Bergdorf Goodman in New York City when Trump approached her and struck up a conversation. He asked her for help picking out a gift for a woman. Now, I don't think that's unusual because I have been in a store and trying to pick out a gift for a female and asked another female, you know, uh, would you like this, you know, and they normally say, well, how old is she, you know, and how tall is she, and, you know, there's usually a lot of questions that come with that. She then alleged that he took her to the lingerie section of the store and asked her to try on an item for him in a dressing room before pinning her up against a wall and sexually assaulting her 
for three minutes. Okay. Again, if it was me, I would think it's weird um, for you to ask me to try on some lingerie that you're buying for another woman. I also think it's a little bit odd that she knew it was three minutes. I mean, was she watching her watch or her clock? I'm not quite sure, you know, how she knew it was for three minutes. But anyway, at the time, Miss Carroll said the emergence of the Me Too movement in late 2017 motivated her to tell her story publicly. Okay. Trump addressed the allegations days later when pressed on them by reporters at the White House. He claimed he had never met her and denied raping her by telling the White House press corps that Miss Carroll was not his type. Now, I want you to remember that because we are going to address that later on uh, um, in the show. Okay, so he says, um, uh, I, I never raped her. Uh, she's not even my type. So just, just, kind of, just kind of remember that. He also accused her of lying to boost sales of her memoir. He said... She is trying to sell a new book. That should indicate her motivation, the then president said, adding that her book should be sold in science, in the, in the fiction section, sorry. Miss Carroll pushed back on his claims, sharing a photo of herself and Trump together with his then-wife, Ivana Trump, and her then-husband, John Johnson, at an NBC party in 1987 to show they had met. Okay, so she proved you're lying. Now, do I remember everybody I meet? Mm, you know, especially back in, you know, this is, you know, 2019 or uh, whenever... I don't remember everybody I meet, especially, you know, back in 1987. But one of the things that that I thought about was it could have been the reason why he talked to her, because I just don't see someone like Trump just going up to and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, you know, I'm not sure if I see someone like Donald Trump just going up to a random woman, striking up a conversation and asking her to uh, model some lingerie. You know, I, I, to me, he, he probably recognized that he knew her. In her 2019 defamation suit against Trump, she alleged his denials had caused her to suffer reputational, emotional, and professional harm and said she was suing to obtain redress for those injuries 
and to demonstrate that even a man as powerful as Trump can be held accountable under the rule of law. Ms. Carroll took to the stand on April 26, testifying that she and Trump were shopping around the department store at the time when he asked her to try on a piece of lingerie that he was looking to purchase, and it was a blue bodysuit. She says, he was having a good time, and so was I adding that the two were harmlessly flirting with one another. As the two reached the dressing room, she said Trump shut the door and shoved me up against the wall. I was confused. I laughed, she said. She said she pushed Trump back but he thrust her into the wall again. From there, Miss Carroll described how Trump pulled down her tights and inserted his fingers into her vagina. It was extremely painful, Miss Carroll recalled emotionally. It was a horrible feeling. He put his hand inside me and curled his finger. As I sit here today, I can still feel it. When asked if she screamed for help or told Trump to stop, she said, I'm not a screamer. I'm a fighter. Now, that is what a lot of people that's why a lot of people say that they did not believe her because she did not scream. And it's so easy for us to say what we would have done in a situation like that. You know, you always hear people, well, I would have done this and I would have done that. And the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes you really don't know what you would have done. She alleges Trump then inserted his penis and began to rape her. I wonder why I walked in there in the first place to get in that situation. I'm just proud to say that I got out of there. After the assault, Miss Carroll said she left the department store quickly and called her friend Lisa Bernbach. Later on, she would tell Carol Martin, an anchor woman at ABC, about the assault, but did not confide in many others. She said she felt very stupid for going into the dressing room in the first place. She described how the alleged rape left her unable to ever have a romantic life again. And again, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know. Did she think that he would sexually assault her? Uh, she probably did not. You know, I, 
I do think that I would have thought it was weird for someone to ask me to try on some try on some lingerie, but you know, you just you know, you, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know. Later on, Miss Carol elaborated on her inability to form and maintain romantic relationships, saying that because she was allegedly raped by Trump after flirting with him. It hindered her ability to engage with men. And we hear that a lot from rape victims and sexual assault victims. The jury returns the verdict after three hours of deliberation. On May 9th, the jury in the civil case returned a verdict that Trump was liable for sexually abusing Miss Carol, but not raping her. Hmm. And awarded the writer a total of $5 million in damages, which includes the defamation claim. So she comes out and says that Trump raped her in Bergdorf Goodman. He comes out and he's all over the television saying she's a liar and just, you know, talking about her really bad. So then she sues him because she said your lies and, and, and these things that you are saying at your rallies uh, is causing me reputational harm. And it's it's, you know. And, and, it, and it might have. I mean, people may not want to have worked with her. She could have lost a lot of business because of that. So the jury here rules in her favor. In the courtroom, the clerk read the verdict. As to battery, did Miss Carroll prove that Trump raped her? The jury answered no. Hmm. So... They said that he sexually assaulted her, but that he didn't rape her. Okay. The jury also found Trump liable for wanton disregard for which Miss Carroll was awarded $20,000, according to the inner city press. Trump was also found liable for defamation as the jury found that he made false statements against Miss Carroll. The jury also found that Trump acted with actual malice and that Miss Carroll had been injured for which she was awarded $1 million and for repairing her reputation she was rewarded $1.7 million. So all of that that she was awarded uh, all equaled up to $5 million. Now, this was the trial um, that uh, in tw from 2019, okay? Now, if you have been listening to the news recently, you will know that she has actually sued him again for defamation. OK, and we learned Friday, yesterday, that she won that case also. And Trump was ordered to pay her eighty three point three million 
So she has won both of her defamation cases against Trump. Juries in both of those trials believed her and awarded her millions of dollars. He just keeps talking about her. He just, he won't shut up about her. We've all heard him. We've all heard him talk about how unattractive she was and all of that stuff. Okay? So I want to talk about Trump's defense that he couldn't have raped or sexually assaulted her because she's not his type and that uh, he is not sexually attracted to her. So first I'm going to read a definition that I found of rape. And it says this, unlawful sexual intercourse or any other sexual penetration of the vagina, anus, or mouth of another person with or without force by a sex organ, other body part, or foreign object without the consent of the person subjected to such penetration. And here's another definition. Any sexual activity with or without penetration that takes place without the consent of one of the people involved. Now, to his claim that he could not have raped her or sexually assaulted her because she is not his type, rape is not about sexual attraction. Rape is about violence, power, and control. Let me say that again. Rape is not about sexual attraction. Rape is about power, violence, and control. So you, you're, you saying that you're not sexually attracted to someone is irrelevant because Rape is not about sex. It's about power. It's about asserting control over someone, overpowering someone, and using sex as your weapon. That's what it's about. So you don't have to be sexually attracted to someone to rape them or to sexually assault them. It's not about that anyway. Now, some of you might be saying, well, Eric, why are you talking about this? You're a man. Well, guess what? Men get raped also by other men and by women. So I am a law and order fanatic. I love all of the law and orders. And one of my favorite ones, well, it used to be my favorite one, was Law and Order um, SVU, Sexual Victims Unit. And in one of their episodes, they had, now a lot of people don't know, but a lot of these 
episodes are actually based on actual cases, okay? And in this particular episode, a man was raped. He said that he was a male stripper, and he had been called to do a um, a, a at-home, uh, not a show, I don't know what you call it, I, you know, whatever. But he, he had been hired to come and strip for a group of very powerful, very rich women. And when he got there, they overpowered him, tied him, handcuffed him to a bed, and they raped him. Now, I said to myself, now, this is truly TV, because, you know, I had never heard of a man being raped. But me, I do research, and I looked it up, and yes, men can be raped. And the tragedy about that is that almost all of these rapes are not reported because most men are ashamed. And this guy, I remember him saying on the show, he didn't think it was rape because he was aroused. And then I learned that that didn't have anything to do. Arousement, that's just, that's just natural, you know? And that you being aroused or not has nothing to do with whether or not you were raped. So I went to Palomar College's website and found some stats on rape. Over 70% of rapes are committed by someone with whom the victim is acquainted. Not all, but 70%. 40% of victims have known their attacker less than 24 hours. Nine out of ten rapes are never reported, allowing a rapist to rape again. In at least 76% of the cases, the rape survivor will be one of the same race and class of their attackers. Rape is a crime of power. An attempt to hurt and humiliate. It is not uncontrollable passion. So some people think, oh my God, he loved her so much he raped her. No, 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 no. Rape is not about that. It is not uncontrollable passion. It is not about sex. Rape can happen to anyone from small children to grandparents, males, and females. And you know I said that before about men being raped. That's a lot of people don't know that. Men can be raped. Rape can occur in public or your own home, day or night. Many rapists target people they feel will not tell such as children or teens that may have mistakenly placed themselves in a risky situation, such as using alcohol or drugs. And, and we've heard this so many times. 
we've seen this, you know, in, in trials. Oh, you know, we were getting hot and heavy. We were kissing. Um, and then she, you know, she said no. It doesn't matter. No means no. It doesn't matter if she was completely fully naked. When she said no, I don't, or he said no, I don't want to do this, then you stop. What to do if you are attacked? Number one, get away from your attacker by any means necessary. Get to a safe place. Seek help immediately. Your survival is your first priority. Get away from your attacker as soon as you are able. And I will say this. I just thought about this sitting here. Some people don't scream out because of fear. Some people don't scream and make a scene because they don't know if, if you know, if something else is going, if it's going to escalate, they're already being sexually assaulted. And if they scream, you know, they are fearful. That's why a lot of people, especially a lot of women do not scream. Call the police dial nine one one. Call your local rape crisis center to talk with an advocate who can guide you through the process of reporting or provide crisis counseling, even if you do not choose to report it. And that's important. That is so important. Talk to someone about it. I would say report it, but, you know, it's easier said than done. And when possible, follow this procedure after you are raped or sexually assaulted. Do not shower or bathe. Do not eat or drink anything. Do not brush your teeth. Do not douche. Do not change your clothing or clean up in any way until you speak with the police and go to the hospital. Doing any of the above could destroy important physical evidence. Be careful out here. Be careful out here, especially ladies. Ladies, be careful out here. Some of these men, they look, you know, they look harmless, but you just never, ever know. And not all rapists are street people. Look what happened to E. Jean Carroll. She claimed she was raped by one of the most, one of the richest men, you know, uh, in America. Now, some have said that he has, um, you know, claim to be worth more than what he is, but I don't know. He's certainly richer than me. I can tell you that. (laughs) But if at all, have the courage to speak out. And just like it said, uh, Palomar College, you know, I'm pretty sure on college campuses, as you guys know, rape is prevalent on college campuses. 
And, you know, I, I would just say be careful. I would say take back your power just like E. Jean Carroll did and, and, and speak out sooner rather than later. I think that sometimes, and I know for me, I must admit, and I got to get out of this, sometimes I think, well, why did you wait 20 years to tell it? Why now? Like, why are you coming out now? You've lived with this for so long now. Why are you coming out now? Why didn't you say it when it happened? You know, again, woulda, shoulda, coulda. It's so easy to say what you would and what you would not do until you are in that situation. So be careful of your surroundings out there. And we will see you next time. Bye for now.